Well, our moms think we're funny. Okay, so Trey Parker and Matt Stone did a, um, uh, this is tangent, but whatever, I'm going to run with it. <laughs> it's fun. Um, <laughs> I didn't need a turn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sassy Justice is super important. <laughs> Trey Parker and Matt Stone did a, a basically just a one or two video thing where it was about deep fake technology, but it was done from the perspective of Will Sassy, a Wyoming local news like channel reporter mm-hmm. okay and he's doing his news broadcast about deep fake it is donald trump deep fake <laughs> with this sassy justice like lispy voice <laughs> but it's donald trump's face but he's got like curly white hair and he's like <laughs> it is phenomenally funny it is hilarious it is so stupid they they do like they do a deep fake of gerald of jared kushner but it's like a kid like it's a eight-year-old kid with the deep fake jared kushner they do a deep fake of um of uh mark zuckerberg where he runs like crazy eddie he does commercials for crazy eddie's discount dialysis <laughs> where he's like selling dialysis like a used car salesman like they throw in so much and that if that doesn't sell you on the idea that deep fake should just be our entertainment for the rest of our lives nothing will i mean it is it is mwah. all right so what are your ideas on this? <laughs> yeah so my idea was kind of take looking at uh Everything what we just said, like we already know all these guys. Like, how are we, how are we gonna do something without going back to the whole origin thing and doing all that stuff? We we want to, and but we can't just jump right into Just League. You know, we just can't be like, bam, here, here's Just League. They're they're there, and everyone accepts it. And let's just move on. Like, you do have to kind of bring them together somehow, or at least introduce the other people of the team. It can't just be the the, the holy trinity. So. So my idea was kind of kind of taking the Justice League in a sense already on the table and then breaking them apart. So the basically the movie starts off with um Warworld. So Mongol showed up with Warworld and the Justice League were fighting in Warworld. So we're we kind of start off with the final battle in Warworld with them fighting and um and everybody gets fucked up, right? Like yeah. Batman it's gets, right? Batman gets, gets, gets the shit beat out of him. Um, Superman ends up getting, uh, getting like, like hurt with, uh, the, he, he ends up getting like poison, like kryptonite poisoning. Yeah. Uh, I forget, I had an idea like he gets hit something, but anyway, but basically he kind of gets like these, like, uh, it's like an explosion and he gets these like small shards of kryptonite, uh, embedded in his skin. And, uh, and then Wonder Woman ends up killing Mongol kind of in the, in the same kind of way that the, um, the like, like, infinite crisis, whatever ended to where she killed Maxwell Lord. Yeah. And so, so she kills him. So she has, she kind of lays low. So, and then the other like Justice League members, uh, they kind of go and do their own thing. So, uh, Green Lantern's like, Hey, I'm going to go and, you know, be patrolling outer space. And, and so everything just kind of like ends from there. So people are kind of like, and on the Justice League because of War World and like all the destruction shit that it brought. So we then kind of trans move over to 
not really the new Justice League. It's not Young Justice, but we have basically kind of the the sidekicks that are now doing the the patrolling. So they all report to Martian Manhunter, oh. and you've got uh, you've got uh, Robin and uh, Kid Flash. See, I had, I had a whole uh, the list of people. Beast um, Boy. No, not Beast Boy, because I'm not I'm not doing. I, I'm trying to stay away from the Titans. Okay. So yeah, Robin and Kid Flash and uh, shit. I had should have written them Superboy. all down. Um, you do have Superboy in there. Wait, which Superboy? Um, and, uh. Black t-shirt Superboy or? Yeah, black t-shirt Superboy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Connor. Yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody wants the other one. Um. <laughs> that would be a fun storyline though. And I wasn't going to do an Aqualad. Um, and I had, Zatanna was a member of the team. Um. Young Zatanna. Huh? Young Zatanna. Yeah, yeah. Z- young Zatanna. But basically, so it kind of seems like it's Young Justice, but not really. But they're all kind of doing their own thing in their own areas. And Marshmallow has them like Marshmallow has them is like I've, there's some activity going on around these different places, and they're so they're working. So you're kind of seeing them do their regular patrol, but then they're also kind of like working, trying to figure out what's going on with the stuff here. And it leads up to basically Vandal Savage just doing a bunch of shit. Okay. And you see Batman. So Batman is still there, and it's the kind of the Batman. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, this sounds a lot like Young Justice on HBO Max. <laughs> it, it does. Uh, but I'm trying not to, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from like the, like where they were a team, they went out and did stuff. These guys are patrolling city because Superman's not there. So he's not doing Metropolis. So, so you want to start off by getting rid of all the main superheroes and having the sidekicks take over basically. Just to do the establishing of the universe. Okay. To kind of do that with the, with the main heroes. To me, it's, it's, you, you don't get to dwell into it as much. So, and it gives us a chance to really kind of establish that world because we already know the heroes are there. But we get to check in on him. So Superman's in the Force of Solitude, and he's recuperating slowly, but he's kind of in this, like, medically induced coma while they're, like, the, his, like, little robots just are, like, removing the pieces of kryptonite, uh, kryptonite from him. Uh-huh. Batman is, like, the Batman from Kingdom Come. So he's operating, but he's still, he's still healing, so he's got that, that, uh. The broken back. Right. He's, and he's got the, uh, the exoskeleton on. So he's actually the one that's, uh, working with Robin. So Robin's not alone. So he's manning the computer, and he's helping him out doing that kind of stuff. And then all this stuff is coming together where basically Vandal Savage is doing a bunch of shit. And it ends with him, like, cause, cause they, they find out that Vandal Savage is the overall villain, but you've got these individual villains that are, that are doing stuff that they've been fighting in their, in their areas. And they're like, where are these people coming from? Like, what's the ultimate agenda? But basically it ends with the birth of the Legion of Doom. That's how it ends with them, like, all them, Vandal Savage has been pulling everybody together, right? But he's been distracting everyone else. So they don't realize that he's, amassing everybody together to kind of work as a team because like the Justice League are in his mind dead right the Justice League are dead and now is the time for us to collectively take over and so that's what he's doing he's been pulling people together for this whole plan that they basically ends with the culmination of the Legion of Doom but there's also a bigger plan that we're setting up for the future now by the end of this movie though you also have like Batman coming back you have Superman coming back and all that but you've established the wider universe and the bigger people in it by using some of these smaller characters there mm-hmm. and then them and showing them kind of working towards you know like that there's more people there's more heroes in this world than just Batman Superman Wonder Woman and we get to explore who they are and make this world bigger so that way we can see other people in that universe too and then when we go to the second movie, we've got the big three. We've got the Justice League back. But we also have all these other people that are out there that we've already kind of laid the groundwork for. And we've already kind of established. So then we can move on to a bigger universe without having to do a bunch of little movies. 
Because again, we don't need to do the origin of these other guys. We just have to say why they're out of commission. And I didn't want to send them in outer space like they did in Young Justice, but I want to actually put them out of commission, but still make them relevant in the story. Yeah. So it's a more of an origin story of the, the world. of the, of, well, of the Legion of Doom. Right. Like do it, like do it kind of in reverse. This is the origin of the heroes. This is the origin of the, the bad guys. So mm-hmm. this is going to be the Gorilla Grodd of uh, Doom that comes to the place after the Justice League. Yeah. I do love Gorilla Grodd. See, I got a slightly different idea where the superheroes are up and coming, you know, they're all finally reached that age where they're starting to become here. There's some old heroes, but they're going out and they're like, the new ones are coming in, but then like red lanterns or yellow lanterns start showing up randomly on the earth. And they're going to go through this whole entire, like going through movies, like handling the big boss, but there's always like a yellow lantern in the background, like pulling the strings almost. And it's going to build up to the Sinestro Wars. Where it's going to turn out Brainiacs and, and head of the, who took over the Sinestro Corps. And then oh, I want okay. to do like, like micro, yeah. I want to do like micro things like the Star Wars, the, you know, the micro Clone Wars mm-hmm. and do stuff like that, like put it on HBO Max, get people interested in the movie. So okay. then you could kind so of be starting off with like Batman Year One or something. <coughs> yeah, I yeah. like that. That's yeah. not bad. So you don't have to go through the origin story. That's already happened, but this is young Batman just starting yeah, out. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I do like that. Cause I, that, I, I think Brainiac, really cool. Brainiac is overall a pretty untapped resource. In I can really just picture Brainiac like, taking over the Yellow Lantern because of how much fear he distills in everybody. You know, I I, I like Brainiac, but I don't think in, just in my mind, well, I don't I, think you Brainiac's could do it. interchangeable. I just meant like a big like behind the scene villain. No, no, no. I get that. I was just yeah. I was gonna say like I like Brainiac a lot, but I don't think in my mind you could do a better origin for him than the Superman animated series. Oh yeah, that was really good. I I love that. They just I just. They, I, do you ever see Superman animated? I've seen it, but I don't remember them. So the the first like three episodes are basically just kind of one movie. It's like Superman, like the movie that starts it off with Krypton and all that, and uh, and Jor El is going to the council. He's like. Krypton is going to explode. The core is this. And they're like, no, 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 it's not. Your calculations are wrong. We ran everything through Brainiac. And Brainiac tells us that there's nothing wrong with the core. It's uh, right. <laughs> and then, and so jor goes back to Brainiac. And he's like, he's like, you know, I've looked at these things again. It's like, and it's not okay. He's like, he's like, yeah, and I looked at your data. He's like, your data is wrong. He's like, why are you lying to them? He's like, because Krypton is doomed. And if I told them that, then they would waste all my resources trying to find a way to save the planet. And it can't be saved. So instead, I've been backing up every bit of knowledge about Krypton so that Krypton can live on even after all you are dead. And then he launches himself into space. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking yeah. everything of importance from Krypton and I'm peacing out, guys. Yeah, I mean, that that's, I mean, that's at least making it a, a like, I, yeah, that that is a badass origin story for Brainiac, but rather it, than yeah. like it gets rather than like Krypton being a being a victim of him or whatever. Yeah. Like it, it's you know Skynet type BS. It like, gets worse though. Later on, when Brainiac shows himself on Earth, and Superman goes into Brainiac, and he realizes that Brainiac's at this room with all these orbs, and each orb has the collected knowledge of a planet. And he's like, "I've been going from planet to planet, like collecting like all their knowledge." And he's like, you know, all these plants were doomed. He's like, not at first, but after I got there. <laughs> so he just went to plant. He's like, I'm going to get all your knowledge. And then, boom, you're gone. <laughs> you know, one thing I would really like to see, I would like to see just a supervillain versus supervillain movie. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no hero really involved. But there's just two supervillains 
who are just like like Rajal Ghoul versus Vandal Savage, them two just going to war with each other. I, and I think like especially with 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 uh, Turk's idea, you could do that too. Uh-huh. Like and and I I was like I've grown very very tired of the anti hero yeah. like shift. Yeah, yeah, like like I I like anti heroes, but it it's, it's it doesn't easy. always have to be like. A bunch of like really good broody heroes, like really good heroes, then really broody heroes, then anti heroes, and then and then Deadpool, and then yeah, like like <laughs> like it's too easy to make a morally ambiguous hero. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. really stand for anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not a big Punisher fan. I'm not a no. really big Deadpool fan. It's just I do like Slate though. He's always been cool. Slate is cool. Slate's like cool, yeah. what I what I like when they do is they give you very dynamically different. You know, people because people are dramatically different. Yeah. Just don't give me the same ones over and over again. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the main reasons why I liked the the CW Flash at the beginning was because Barry Allen was freaking excited to be yeah, the Flash. Yeah. He got like, a little broody towards the end of the series. Exactly. Once he started getting to the to the end of the series, where he started getting down, depressed, and he was broody. I stopped liking the show. I pretty much stopped watching it, though. Yeah, I'm like, it's not fun anymore, because, like, the whole point was, it. he was, like, just super happy all the time. He was excited. That's what he was. Dude, like, that's why I really like Legends of Tomorrow. It's just goofiness. It's, they're just having fun on that show. Yeah, yeah, that that was just a lot of fun. So, let me finish telling you the story, Superman story. Oh, Oh, so, there was more. <laughs> yeah. So Superman goes in the room. There's all these these orbs and everything. He has to destroy Brainiac, and Brainiac's like, "Yeah, but if you destroy me, like, then you're going to destroy all of these orbs, all this collected like knowledge of these of these worlds that don't exist anymore." And that's what happened. He was able to save Krypton, but none of the other worlds there. So it's like they never existed. Is that when he got the city of Kandor? Uh I think Can. I don't remember if Kandor was there. I remember the orb there. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, so I know he does get Kandor, but but yeah, like Superman had to make a decision, and like all those other worlds like die. It was either that or let Brainiac live, and like all those other worlds are just gone, like they never existed. And he has no idea what they were because he never touched them to line worm what they were, so they're just gone. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's- well, I mean, and I I like that because it like it puts Superman into the into that no zone way. of like having to make. Decisions like that, no win like, situation. Give it, yeah. Give like Superman a bunch of no win situations and stuff like that, where he just has to pick. Yeah. He has to pick something, and that's the thing with the three Kryptonian prisoners in the comics. It's totally different than the way they always play it out in the movies. Where, if if I remember correctly, he has to kill them with kryptonite. Yep, and it fucks him up. He has to he has to like get counseling and therapy and stuff because. He he put them through the only death that he could have gone through, like that's the angle I want to explore with this kind of reboot is stuff like that. Because that's like, what happened. That's what happened in um Death in the Family. Yeah, when 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 Batman, I said when Batman went to kill the Joker and Superman stopped him, and he was like, he was like, you know, when you killed the the Kryptonians, right? You were like, blah 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 blah, and he's like, well, that's why I can't let you kill the Joker, and he's like. See, and that's the thing. I want to see a Death in the Family live action film done really, really well. Are we going to call in to see, like, (laughs) in the theater, but like, press one if you want Robin to live? (laughs) You press two, I press one! (laughs) Well, yeah, see, so, like, it couldn't be, like, a first Batman movie. I, I think, like, a good thing as far as establishing just, like, 
let's let's just do an established Batman for a movie. Bring in somebody like Clayface or something. Yeah, well, I want to mm-hmm. see the villains that we're not seeing a ton of. We've already seen yeah. the Penguin. We've Actually, seen Mister Freeze. You yeah. know, it'd be a really fun build up for my super villain versus super villain: the Dark Side War with the Anti Monitor fighting the Dark Side. That'd be a fun build up too, like the movies. That would be that good. would be good. But I'm not sure if you could actually do that because that's a lot going on right there. You could do Cosmic Odyssey though. Which one's Cosmic Odyssey? That's the one where the uh, they they had to team up with High Father and Dark Side. And to try to stop the, uh, the guys that were going around, they were, um, they were blowing up planets and, and things to get the, uh, the anti-life equation. Oh, I don't remember. And so, oh, yes, by Jim Starlin and Mike Mignola. Oh, that's that, good. That's the one where, uh, the one I was talking about where John Stewart, like. Just gives up. No, no, no. So, John, they had all been teamed up, right? And yeah. this was also when Batman punched Orion. Because, I remember that scene from other things, but I don't remember what it's from. Because so. the one guy, Forager, who Orion kept calling Bug, because he was like a lower, like, yeah. you know, echelon of like their thing. Um, he kept like putting him down and he risked his life to stop the one creature and save Batman and they, they won. And so when Batman goes back and he's like, we stopped them and everything. And Orion's like, you know, what, what happened to Bug? And he's like, you know, he died. He's like, well, he was finally useful. And Batman like punches Orion and he yeah. was like, but, it's Orion, so it's not really going to hurt them that bad. So, Martian Manhunter and John Stewart put together, and they go to this planet, and John Stewart's trying to, like, prove himself. He's like, you know, blah, 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 I'm on The Daily Show. And so, they're, they're flying... <laughs> they, 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 the <laughs> so, they, they, they're, they're going to the planet, and uh, and uh, and John Stewart's like, look, I can handle this. And he puts Martian Manhunter in his bubble, and he's like, let me out. He's like, you could use my help. And he's like, you know what we're going to face. He's like, don't worry. I can handle this. You know, I've got the ring and blah, blah, blah. And he flies down to the planet and he flies into the building. And there is like the, the person. It's just like, it looks like a regular person. And there's the bomb. And they painted the whole bomb yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just sitting there with like a paintbrush and a bucket. And John Stewart looks at him. And the planet blows up. <laughs> and then, you like, you see, like, when it pulls up, the shockwave, like, breaks Marsh Manhattan out of the bubble. And... And like John Stewart's like sitting on like the like a big hunk of rubble from the planet, and Marshman is like, "You damn fool!" <laughs> and, I never and liked then, the John Stewart Green Lantern. And then later on, they're back on like their their little base or whatever where they're regrouping, and he um, John Stewart tells the Ring, he's like, "You know, Ring, go and find a new host or whatever." And the Ring runs off, and he takes his gun, and he's about to kill himself. And Marshman walks, and he's like. Hope you're not expecting me to stop you. He's like, what you did was stupid. He's like, and you call these people their lives because now you're going to take the coward's way out instead of like, instead of like taking responsibility for your actions and stuff. He's like, uh-huh. so go ahead. And then he's like, no. Randy says, back. no, I just wanted to see what it like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, it's so, it's, it's, and then in the end, after all that, it's like, we stopped him. And it's like, and Dark's like, hey, and I got the anti-life equation. Ain't this great? And they're like, no, it's not great at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cosmic Odyssey is it's it's really good. I remember some of those parts, but yeah, I still remember the one where uh, the the green the three Green Lanterns, you know, the three main ones, they all had to switch rings, and the Guardians got all pissy with them for switching colors. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Remember that? Who was yeah. was that when uh, John Guy Stewart was, was like uh, was an Indigo? Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I've read it, but. All three of them got like different. Like I know he got indigo, one got red, and one or one got blue, and one got like uh, red or something like that. And the guardians freaking out on him for like you're supposed to change spectrums. Now see, 
you could you could take like kind of what you were talking about and take what what generic was talking about because you could do a Green Lantern series but not use Hal Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. You could use you could use Kyle Rayner, so you can you still could do use Green Lantern. Any of the the core. What I'm saying is like like you could you could use Kyle Rayner, so I'm using like. A person is still in the universe, but I don't have to use that the main actor, right? So yeah. I don't have to use Nathan Fillion for the TV series, right? Yeah. I can I can use this guy. I can use Kyle Rayner. He can and and Hal can make appearances, but I can do- also work in the core so that we can later move into a movie for, for like like Brightest Day or some shit like that. Yeah. I figured mm-hmm. you would want to see a Guy Gardner live well, action. I would love yeah, to see but, Guy but my favorite. You'd have to bring him in. You know, through the series and introducing, you wouldn't be able to just do a Guy Gardner TV series. Like, oh, yeah, no, only I mean, five people would watch that. There, you know? There'd have to be some establishment, but yeah. So, no, I would totally like to see that. Like, I think that DC got real. Like, the executives there have been morons, as far yeah. as I'm concerned about oh, yeah. this. Because they, every time they make a movie, like when they made the Green Lantern movie, they're they like they severely screwed it up yeah. like they made it terrible and then they were like well guess nobody wants to see green lantern no we like no we want you to do it correctly <laughs> so like, i don't think i've ever told you guys because i know i've told the comey this but um remember that scene in the green lantern movie when they're at the dinner party and the the car like goes out of control and he mm-hmm. makes the ramp thing and the helicopter and all that kind of stuff yeah they made a hot wheels playset off of that did they really? Which tells me that there was a playset, <laughs> and then you're like, put this in the movie. Yeah. Because yeah, they had yeah. a playset for that entire thing. So it was like, th- that was all that scene was, was just a toy. It was a product placement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's oh, uh, that's the kind of... We're ten minutes in, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> now, we can, I mean, we can keep going. I didn't mean to completely kill yeah. just, yeah. just giving but, us all the heads up. But, but I mean, that that's <laughs> the kind of failures that they do. And unfortunately, I feel like it's probably going to just be more of the same because WB just has a terrible track record of stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. So many yeah. shows start off so good, but then just go so far downhill. Yeah. It's it's like the, the only time that like DC gets a good show is when, is when it's like some like nothing IP that like Somebody just walks up and you're like, hey, yeah, can, can I do, can I do a series on Peacemaker? Yeah, whatever. Sure. Yeah, do right. whatever you want. You know, oh, can I do that Doom was, Patrol? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Do whatever you want. Doom Patrol and Peacemaker are two of my top, like. Yeah. And, uh, and what happened? Like, they didn't give a shit. They're just like, tell the guy, do whatever you want. They made great shows and now they're like, oh, cool. You made great shows. Now let's fuck it up right quick. Wait, didn't Tim yeah, do Peacemaker? Yeah. yeah. James Gunn. No, James, James Gunn. Gunn. James, James Gunn. Gunn did Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I liked some of James Gunn. Like when we're talking, if we're going to talk about James Gunn at all, I like some of what it, I'm very hesitant of watching an entire universe with his vision mm. based on what I've seen of his vision. I do not want to see Justice League like Guardians of the Galaxy and like like that type of campy humor that he loves. Yeah, it has its place. I do enjoy it, but I don't want it to be everything. Okay. okay right, well, right, I will say this: right. James Gunn would be perfect for a Demetrius Giffen Justice League. Oh, what? what? <laughs> so the Justice League book that came out after Crisis, the uh, the one that was done by Demetrius and, and Keith Giffen, the one that had Guy Gardner and Batman and them. I only ever read that one. Are you fucking? 
fucking kidding me? I don't think I am. I don't think I ever read that I'm one. I'm not. I'm not familiar with it. The Justice League. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm these, a bigger Marvel fan than DC. Yeah. This this is the Justice League book that had like Blue Beetle, where, where, where Blue Beetle and Booster Gold became like a thing. Oh no, I didn't read that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! There's <laughs> like in, when they introduced Blue Beetle, like the the uh, I'm waiting for him to walk over to a shelf. Here, read this. Well, yeah, well, I, th- I keep like three on hand just in case. I think those books are. I think those books are packed away. It's too real. Um, <laughs> but but it's like so when when Booster Gold is like being introduced to the team, um, like uh, the they get attacked by the um uh the Royal Flesh Gang, and and like the one that was at ten is like there in front of Booster Gold. And, uh, and she says something about being a woman and he's like, well, and he like punches her and knocks her and he's like, you know, where, where I come from, like, you know, men and women are equal. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, it was like a little bit of like some humor. And then like, um, uh, that's when, when Batman punched Guy Gardner and knocked him out with one punch. Well, he's done that a couple times, I think. This yeah, is the first yeah. time. Okay. When, when they got into a fight and he's like, you're all like barking, no bite. And the guy guy's like, I have, oh, he goes, I have bite. And he took his ring off and gets the blue beetle. He's like, here, hold this. And blue beetle just tosses over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and then he charged a Batman and he punched him and knocked him out. And then when he wakes up and he goes to get his ring, it had gone into the console and he went into there and a mouse like ran by or like bit his finger and he hit his head on the console. And then when he came out, he was all nice and sweet guy gardener. And he would say like that for like, I don't know, like 10, 12 issues. He was just like, like perfectly nice and sweet guy Gardner until Lobo showed up. And during the fight with Lobo, he got hit in the head and he turned back into Guy Gardner. <laughs> you, you guys never read that? No, I never read that. Oh one. my God, that stuff I, is I've, so great. I've read the issue where Lobo punches him, but that's it. That, that's all I know from that arc. Oh but, yeah, uh, th- those books are fantastic because they're really, really, they can get really deep. But then you're also got this light humor and everything with them and like Marsh Manhunter's addiction oh. to uh, to Oreos and stuff. It's fantastic. All right, now this is another thing I have to say. If you're going to kill Superman in this new series, you have to give it at least through the first story arc. <laughs> yeah. You have to earn that shit. Yeah. It's not like, hey, we got a Superman movie. Hey, we got a Superman Batman movie. Superman's dead. <laughs> we yeah. just met the guy. <laughs> yeah. At least let us get attached. Yeah. Now, and, and I'm going to say, they can't just make Lobo dark and gritty. If they're going to do a live-action Lobo, they need to make it as over-the-top offensive as the original comics. He was funny as hell, too. It was hysterical, yeah. Like, it, it was originally a parody. They need to treat it like a parody. We don't necessarily need, like, Infanticide as the first movie, but, like, The Last Zarnian, yeah. Like, I want to see him cut his teacher's legs off in the movie. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think you, need to, you need to establish Lobo as, like, he's an intergalactic bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, what are bounty hunters? They're gritty, grimy, like they're they're do they're, anything they're garbage, for money. They're garbage police. They're yeah. garbage police, yeah, right? Yeah. Screw the line of the wall, right? Like that's what he's an intergalactic garbage police. Yeah, and so like like I don't like I don't give shit. Like I I live like not like paycheck to bar. Like that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, so oh, I still find a bull crap that Wolverine beat him in a fight. Yeah, that would have never happened. Yeah, if it weren't up to, to the fans. That still bothers me. Sorry, I just had a voice and that still bothers me. Yeah, no, no, no I agree. No, yeah, it's it, that was that was garbage. But yeah, like I, I don't I don't want them doing like this. Oh, this is a dark, gritty, violent movie. It's like no, just like let him come in, flip off the camera. Yeah, you know, make sure that he says frag and bastich and all that stuff, and just make it as as offensively funny as possible because that's always what Lobo has been. 
So you don't want the fifty-two Lobo? You want? The oh God, no! I, I want to see. I want to see a real Lobo kill the fifty-two Lobo, <laughs> which we actually got to see. Oh yeah. <laughs> what What I'd love to see is like su- like Lobo fighting like Superman or something like that, and then you just know, and the then, power scaling. Well, no, just like like them fighting, and then like you know, he's like you know like where are you here? What do you want? He's like, I want my bounty. Like, that's it. I'm not here to fight you. I want my bounty. This is my property, right? I'm taking him back from for the for the money. He's like, that's it. That's it. There's I don't give a shit about you. Like, you're not here for like, no. <laughs> There's a scene kind of like that in uh, Young Justice where Lobo shows up. Oh, I think that was their season two, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, like that's oh, yeah, what I want to see. Is like, like he fights. Is like you think that they, like he's here for something big. It's like, no, I don't give a shit about this. All I want is my money. And it's like, <laughs> and like you've made a bigger deal out of this than what it was. And what then I think he just goes home. Like I'm done. Skeezy bitch, no skeezy. Uh, Keezy film. Keezy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skeezy bitch. <laughs> skeezy bitch is pretty good though. That's what we want to roughly translate to. Uh, I language. think so. Yeah. <laughs> but if if you do, I just just one small scene. All I have to do is show him like like riding his motorcycle in space, and like as he's like coming <laughs> towards the camera, right. And he kind of skirts along the camera, and it, it zooms in on him, and it zooms in on his face, and it passes by his ear. And just for the briefest moment, you can hear the the song "I Killed My Parents No Accident." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so that's it. That's just, just that little bit of a touch. That's all I need. I don't know how much you know about Lobo's background, but not much. He oh, destroyed his his entire race in a high school project to prove that he could be the last living. Uh, <laughs> And then there's a radio station. As this, one does. As you do. I bet he got an A. <laughs> well, his teacher was the only one left live besides himself, so. <laughs> yeah, which is great. So he, there's a space radio station that, uh, you know, they just, the radio station in space. And he, um, he makes them play the song, <laughs> I Killed My Parents No Accident by the band Oedipus Rex on repeat. <laughs> or he'll kill them. <laughs> And the first Lobo story, he I is, forgot the name was Oedipus Rex. It's so good. <laughs> it, the, the first Lobo story, Real Dots, who he's been forced to work for because of his his honor code, sends him off to to collect this bounty, and he's like, "You're not allowed to kill them. Bring them back to me alive, right? Like you're not." He's like, "Okay, fine. I'll do you know this because that 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 got my my code." And he goes, and it's his teacher who is another Zarnian. So he was the last one, but here is his teacher from like middle school or whatever, or high school. And of course the first thing he wants to do is kill her, but he can't. <laughs> he wants to keep running away and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Shut up and drink your Mai Tai. <laughs> so the, the solution to keep her from running away? Cut off her legs. Nice. It's great. It's so funny. Zarnians can regenerate, but it takes time. <laughs> And then he delivers her to Vril Docs, just like he said he would. <laughs> and then he killed her. <laughs> like, we are square. She is delivered, correct? Yes, we are good. All right. <laughs> so good. So good. Now that that would be fun. That w- that would be awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, what was the type of dude who just goes toe to toe with Superman just for the kicks of it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> When, when Superman first came back from the dead, Lobo heard about it and it pissed him off because he's supposed to be the only one who can come back from the dead. So he went to kill him again. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's what they need to be doing with him. If they don't make it just like over the top stupid funny, then they're wasting the character's potential. I collect the last of races. Like here we have the last Kryptonian. And he goes, yeah, I'm the last Zarnian. <laughs> <laughs> Moron. <laughs> I love just how stupid he is. 
Yeah, uh, they, they also establish in that first miniseries the only words he can spell properly are like really violent words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds about right for Lobo. It's it's awesome. I don't. Oh, um. So, uh, Comey uh, was told me about a rumor about James Gunn Superman. Oh God, I hope this is and, fake. And uh, and I actually read a little bit more about it. So, um, so supposedly the rumor is is that James Gunn is uh. Casting Ellen pa- Elliot Page as Superman, and he's going to replace the S, the, the S shield with a T, and it's going to stand for uh, acceptance instead of. <laughs> there is, please tell me, <laughs> no way. <laughs> I love looking at his face. Like, wait, wait, that, that sounds like it could be something someone would do. But it sounds plausible. <laughs> I hate it. Sounds it was good. Like. The, it was the delivery because I was there was no way you believe that was my was the sentence that was forming. I was, God, I, no, he told he told me about the alien patient yesterday, and I just had the the uh, shield thing on here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now uh, as far as Elliot Page is concerned, not a controversy. I am going to talk about at all. Wish him all the best in what he does. We talked about it earlier. Well, we've talked about it before. We talked about it earlier because we were talking about the movie Hard Candy. And I asked him, I was like, why did that guy have a problem with Patrick Wilson? <laughs> well, but what I was going to say is... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna. No, nobody takes your bait, Turk. <laughs> not gonna take the bait. <laughs> but because um, my response was, yeah, that was a whole thing. So I want to go into. <laughs> You said, you said, no, he was playing a girl. In oh, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. I didn't. <laughs> but way too short and way too skinny. That's what I was going to say. There we go. Can't yeah. be Superman. Way too short and way too skinny. Has nothing to do with genitalia. No. Oh, at all. <laughs> so, Gina DeGaulle recast as Superman. Huh? Now, it's like, what, uh, Gina, uh, can't say her name. The girl who played uh, Wonder Woman. Oh. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. I'll see the No, movie. she is... Recast her as Superman. Way too skinny. <laughs> way too skinny. If you, if you want right, to like, if you want to argue like a, a woman playing Superman in that, you give me the... What's her name? Brienne of Tarth. Um, oh, Lucifer in Sandman. I forget her name. But oh, just, I just, the just Wednesday. I can't think of her name. Yeah, she was the principal oh, yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I was just thinking. Um, yeah, um, yeah. If she if she wanted to do Superman, okay. Oh. I I mean I don't care about Superman's penis. Like, what? Uh, I thought you would care about. Superman. I mean, I, I care about Henry Cavill's penis. I oh, don't care yes. about Superman's. Christina penis. Hendricks is Power Girl. It's Power Girl. I would be totally behind that. Hell yeah! Except that I mean, Power Girl's blonde. They'd have to make her blonde. I can deal with it like a dyed job. I mean, Christina Hendricks even isn't even redhead anyway. She's blonde. Oh well, naturally. I mean, but I yeah, mean, she, she would be a perfect power girl. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd get behind that. And how? <laughs> yeah. How did you feel about but, the Sandman series? Or have you watched? I haven't it? watched it yet. Yeah, oh, okay, I haven't seen it. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so how yeah. would you guys feel if like James Gunn just came out and announced that he was casting like Melissa McCarthy as Superman? <laughs> I'll give it a I, I I'm gonna <laughs> be honest. Didn't you ever, ever since like that in a Netflix series, she, she did a superhero movie in Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Ever since James Gunn said immediately after 
after like Black Adam came out and Henry Cavill did his cameo and then he came out with the tweet tweet, you know, yes, I am back as Superman. And then James Gunn is like, no, the fuck you aren't. <laughs> I kind of don't give a shit what James Gunn puts out. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm really ready to throw in the towel on DC. Like I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him the flash. I'm probably going to give him Aquaman too. I'll go see those. I really wanted that New Gods movie to come out, but it never did. Oh, yeah. fuck that. Ava DuVernay? I can't stand that bitch. That fucking no-talent hack of a director. I she just like the character of the New Gods. <laughs> huh? I just like the New Gods. Yeah, but kid. she would have fucked it up. She's a piece of shit no-talent. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> I can't stand her. And her shit. I think I hit a nerve. I like, yeah. I like when Tor gets upset and he turns into the angry trumpet guy. <laughs> I mean, no-talent... I mean, it was, it was the effect that, like, when she was, you. she was mad because, because, like, her, her Selma movie, like, she didn't win Best Director or wasn't nominated some shit. She was like, I went around to all the other female, like, women that have been nominated for Best Director at one and, and was asking them how they felt. I'm like, what the, like, you're not the first fucking black female director. I mean, there's been others before you and they're fucking better than you. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, you can make a movie about Martin Luther King. And it's going to be popular because it's Martin Luther King. Even if you get all the fucking facts wrong. That's like, you can make a movie about slavery, right? And people are going to be like, oh my God, because it's a movie about slavery. You, like, you can't make a movie about slavery and not have the slaves, like, like people feel bad for them, right? I mean, it's yeah. just not possible for you to make, let me make me can make a movie about the Holocaust and people walk out and be like, it's the feel good movie of the year. Like, <laughs> like, like. The, like holiday for Holocaust, be like, wow, these guys are having a great time. Like, no, you you can't do that. So you're always gonna get. You make a movie like that, it's always gonna hit a certain nerve, and it's always gonna make people feel a certain way, and it's generally gonna you know create sympathy for your movie. And be like, I can't believe blah blah blah. Even if everything is all fucking made up, Unless you know the that. A Holocaust camp leading children to their death. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, is I mean. If the last moments of their life referring to that, right? If the last moments of their life are funny and they don't really realize <laughs> what's going on, then I mean, I mean, there's something to that. That's uh, like if it was a movie that was actually made that was never released. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, wait, the Jerry Lewis movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was Jerry Lewis. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was never released, but it got really someone. Yes, someone found something of it, but. <laughs> He was basically a clown on a Holocaust. Uh, he was a Jewish clown. He was in a Holocaust camp, and he made them laugh and led them to their death in the gas chamber. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was, a, there was that hey, movie with Roberto like, wow. or whatever. In the 1940s when they were like, this is in, a, or in the 50s camp, where they're like, and, like oh, this is and a he's, too He's like doing everything he can to not let his son know where he is. Oh, really? Like, I never saw it, that it, was, it was, I think, nominated for an Academy Award, but it's like a beautiful eye or something. Like It, it was it's something, but yeah, like, uh, maybe it's a beautiful life. But anyway, yeah, he, like, yeah, they're in a camp and he's doing everything he can to make it seem like, like, it's a, it's not a good place, but like, but not to let his son see the despair that's going yeah. on around him. But, uh, you know, not to take it down this right? but there was this whole thing I've mentioned before about this whole story NPR this guy told from a camp and like how they were being led into the showers. People had to give up all their possessions, blah, blah, blah. And they go into the showers and everybody's crying and his, his mom's hugging him. And he's like, like, what the hell? You people never had a shower before? And then the showers come on and hot water comes out. And everyone's so relieved they start crying, but he had no idea. So he's like, 
what's going on with all these people? Like, it's a shower. We're here to take a shower. Because he had no clue wow. as to what to expect, but everybody else that did. That's going to be a kind of a hard movie to watch right there. But then, that, that, was, that, was, that, that, that does mean, sound hard. That was this guy. That was this, yeah. this guy's experience. He was telling like a the true story. Yeah. And and I'm saying I'm saying like, but you talk about like the like the, 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 the clown taking people like if they don't know what's going on, right? And you're leading this like the last thing you want them to know is like, come on, kids, we're taking you to your death. Like yeah. that's horrible. I don't want that to be like I'm marching my way there, but like, hey, we're going to go see a movie. And then like, oh yeah, it's bad, but I mean, at least like they had no idea what was going to happen to them. Yeah. So uh, it was just such a weird role for Jerry Lewis to play, though. You know, I don't know. He's been unfunny for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Like ever? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so so getting back to the whole thing, man. I I like I I I hope we keep Amanda Waller, and I hope we keep Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. That's the only constant I want. I mean, yes, I want I Ben Affleck you know, like Batman or anything. I'd love to have the Henry Cavill like you know like Superman. I don't know, Amanda but, Waller. I'd like to see the chick who uh, does the voice for for in the sh- movies and stuff like that. She was on the Shield. I can't think of her name. Uh, CCH Pounder. Yeah, I would love to see her as Amanda Waller. I would too, I but like Viola her. Davis kills that shit. She man. really kills yeah, it. She's, uh, like, she's perfect for the role. Yeah, uh, I I like I like her in that a lot. I mean, like, the, the, like she's 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 charming when she needs to be, without actually really making you think that she's being like they should you know, be they, nice. You know, they could restructure the DCEU and have like Amanda Waller pull the entire like Nick Fury thing and bring the heroes together. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. be kind of interesting if if she was doing that and she's like, you know, I need you to like. Like find others. But she does other... it in a very Amanda Waller way, not necessarily in a Nick Fury way. Just kind of gang presses everybody into it. Like I like I want you to find others of your kind, but then like it's only because like you guys are heroes, but you guys are not right. And it's like, <laughs> but but now I have you. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't want them to take too many cues from Marvel because oh, I can I I'm I don't think Marvel's going to do well in this phase unless mm. they. Diametri- diametrically change how they're doing it. I, like, I feel like they've kind of fallen a bit off the wagon since uh, I, in-game. I think they're yeah. kind of putting too many things out there at once. They're just yeah. trying to see what sticks now. Well, yeah. supposedly Kang is going to be like the big bad guy. I he was yeah, the bad guy in the Ant-Man the Wasp movie. No, no, that's just like the, that's the lead up to him being the uh, bigger bad guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Kang uh, is a cool bad guy. Though. I do Kang, like is, Kang. Kang is cool as hell. I love Kang. Um, but yeah, but he's so, he's supposed to be like the, the bigger bad guy leading up to stuff because, I mean, and, and, and the for, unfortunately it gets into like the whole timey-wimey shit, you know, with like <laughs> changing things around and all that. But I mean, Kang is like, the, the whole idea of like going back in time and doing this and doing that, like we already saw what happened in, in Loki, you know, so, yeah. but like, if he could fuck up your time and, and that kind of stuff, like, that's, Dude, my first like real introduction to him was in Marvel's my uh, uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh, so King was just always there in the comic books, but I never really got into the story arcs. But in Earth's Mightiest Heroes, like holy crap, this guy's a badass. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. he is. Uh, well, there's more to Kang than just Kang. Yeah, Kang also goes back in time and becomes a pharaoh at one point. Ramatut. Yeah. And then goes into the future and becomes a mortis. Yeah. And then, like, they're all fighting because, like, you're getting in my way. <laughs> I love that. Like, you're all him. And he's like, you fucked up shit in the past. This is messing up my future. It's like, well, I did that because he came back here and he did that. Well, I did that because you came back here and did that. It's like, but you're all the same guy. <laughs> the Council of Kings, man. 
I just want, that's why I love him. Like he's the, he's the, he's like the embodiment of getting in your own way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah, but yeah. Supposedly that's like Kang's like the big shit. And have you have you seen the thing with Modok? I know you try to stay away from. I try from, to stay away from, but I've heard rumors that Modok's going to be in it. But that's that's all you know. That's all I know. I don't even know who's playing him. Can I tell you? Yeah, you can tell me. Um. So Kevin Smith, right? No. <laughs> they showed they showed a picture of Modok's face, and I and I heard his voice, and the voice is what key, what's like uh, what keyed me into him. Um. It's it's uh Yellow Jacket from Ant Man really? when he got shrunk down. Remember how he shrinks down in sections? Yeah. He ends up shrinking down to the quantum verse. And that's why he's got the big head and little arms. He's Modoc. Wow. Really? Oh, yes. wow. Interesting. Wow. And they showed okay. his face and like, that's his, it's his face there. Huh. And Interesting. Yeah, he ends up shrinking down and that, you know, like, with him shrinking down well, I'm kind of glad like they're that. bringing him back as a new villain, you know. So that's one thing I really hate about like the Marvel mm-hmm. movies is that, oh, at the end of the movie, we have to kill the villain even though, you know, you're not supposed to kill as a hero. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we can never bring this villain back again for anything. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I like that aspect of it, not bringing the villain back, but I hate the fact you do have to kill him every time. Yeah. Like, that, that's not. Yeah. Stop killing him. Yeah. Put him, put him in Arkham. Oh, like when, just lock him all up in Arkham. <laughs> like like C- DC, DC had an answer. Like lock him in Arkham, throw him in the Phantom Zone. Like when like, Barrow. Oh, no, now your heroes aren't being murderers. When Zemo came back for uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Mm-hmm. He was the coolest character in that series. He's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I love how, dude, like, freaking uh, Trevor in Shang Chi, Trevor I, Slattery. I freaking love Trevor, Trevor Slattery. Is the best. I watched the, the short best. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I watched so that. Like I remember watching Iron Man three, and I was like, "This movie is terrible." I, didn't like I love three. it, man. I love. I it. hated three. I didn't like the ending but, of three. I wanted a freaking space wizard. But the the fact that we got Trevor Slattery, like, now, like, that that vindicated that movie in a tiny way yeah. to me. Uh, I, I just like they're being mean to the little kid. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Because <laughs> we're connected. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, uh, I mean, Trevor, I love Trevor, and, like, uh, but, okay, in um, uh, Civil War, right? They got the raft where they put the, you know, uh, Ant Man. Oh, you're and the comic books now. Seeing the movies, like, I don't remember right. that in the movie. Yeah, it is. Like it, in, it comes up out of the water because um, Iron Man flies to it, to and he goes to talk to prison. yeah to talk to um to Falcon. It's been a while since I watched the movie because because he because he's talking to Hawkeye and then um and then like you know Ant Man's like yeah Hank always said you can never trust a Stark. He's like who are you? It's like come on. <laughs> and, and, and so then he talks to Falcon. And Falcon That's right. I thing. remember that, yeah. So it's great. They got the raft there to hold supervillains. And the first people they put in it are these heroes. The heroes. Like, yes. They never put any villains in there because they keep killing them off. Like, we built this prison. Will you please stop fucking killing people? <laughs> like, we have an answer. <laughs> I'm employing oh. a bunch of guys to sit around and watch porn all day in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I'm still waiting for them to bring back Brainiac. Uh, not Brainiac. Uh, uh, Mastermind. Not Mastermind. The leader. I... Don't think they can bring him back because he's still Universal property. Is he still Universal? I don't think he used him as long as he wasn't a lead stud. Well, because I, I know that they they had issues with like Namor because he's Universal property. I thought he was Fox. 
Uh, I thought Namor. See, it's kind of confusing. I thought they said Namor was Universal, but maybe it, may, it would make more sense for him to be Fox because yes. he'd be more tied with the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Um, but there's something with with them like oh, yeah. being able to use him or whatever. So, mm-hmm. All right. uh, well, guys, we've been going like an hour and a half, so we should probably land this plane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we haven't fell out of the sky yet. Mm-hmm. No, uh-huh. no, it's. We're, we're spiraling. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The whole point was we're talking about the DC universe, and we just went on for, like, the last 20 minutes on Marvel. So. <laughs> in, in the end, nothing was solved, but nothing In the mattered. end. Yeah. <laughs> in the end, James Gunn's going to screw it up. I mean. I'm going to give him a chance. I mean, the, the, supposedly he offered, the, offered it to uh, the guy that did the, the Joker movie. And he was like, like, you know, being the, the coordinator of all that. And he was like, no. And I'm like, good. Cause I wouldn't want that. Like, I, like, no. not for the whole thing. I mean, I don't, I, I, I know everyone keeps like Joker movies got, I don't have any interest in watching that. I don't want to see like this movie that has no bearing on anything about a guy that you created origin for whose origin I don't want to fucking know. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it just uh, was so I, unnecessary. I, I will die on the hill that it's a great movie if you don't watch it as a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you just watch it as like creepo the fuck boy who likes clowns. And just watch it from that perspective and pretend that it's not Batman adjacent, then it's an awesome movie. Well, that kind of makes the whole part where he's talking to Bruce Wayne kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope in the sequel, in one scene, Harley Quinn steps him by in the eye and she goes, Poker face! Because <laughs> he's a poker face. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Lady Gaga's playing Harley Quinn. Yeah. I oh, I hear about that. I forgot yeah. Lady Gaga. That's why I'm confused. I'm like, what do you mean poker face? Yeah, for the Joker too. God, this crap sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard. I I got it. I, I don't watch it. previews and don't read things up on movies because I've had some bad experiences. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Are we done here? Yeah. Are we, are we done? Or are we finished? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've been a Comey. Yeah, this is Torque One Eighty Two. And I'm generic. Zol two two five. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a nice day. Zang yo. All right, there, folks. That was our moms think we're funny. Let's uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>